Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is On The Grill, and I'm your host. My name is Paul from Grilling With Coda. Be sure to follow me on Instagram, at Grilling With Coda, to stay dialed in to latest podcast news, and you can check out what I'm grilling up next. Now, I just want to welcome you to another episode of On The Grill, but with that quick bite twist. So let's get right into the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce my next guest. From the high heat state of Arizona, Brad Pros from at Chili's and Smoke. How we doing, Brad? I'm doing really well. And yeah, it's a hot one today for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually checked um, 108 in Phoenix, the Phoenix area, correct? That's right. I haven't had a chance to get in the pool yet. Uh, so is it true you can fry an egg on uh, the sidewalks of Phoenix? You can. I have actually put a skillet in the rocks in my backyard and cooked it in the skillet, though, so that I can actually eat it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, uh, the land definitely giving back to, to you. Uh, that, that's crazy. Um, I, I find it hard in Southern California to, to get, motivate myself to get out there, so I can't imagine what it's like in, in, in the, desert of, the desert of Arizona. But uh, you, you, you definitely get out there a lot. Yeah, I'm a native here. At this point, I'm kind of used to it. I think it's just really key. You know, for me as a family guy, we've got a pool. So that's the biggest key is just being able to take the kids out there and, and exercise and cool off and unfortunately jump in everything that's air conditioned and just make sure that you don't stay outside for too long. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think uh, I imagine your, your grilling area outside is covered up pretty good, maybe a little shade. Pretty much. I wheel out whatever grill I'm going to use. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't cause a lot of smoke under my patio. But yeah, everything stays covered up. The sun does a ton of damage. So even if I'm not standing out there, I don't want the grills getting ruined either. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Brad, you are a hot ticket as far as Instagram's concerned. Uh, you had a big week last week. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I want to get to your latest post. It's a black garlic mushroom burger that you admitted it was an outtake uh looked absolutely absolutely delicious i don't see how this was an outtake uh walk me through this <laughs> you want me to walk you through the burger or how i thought it was an outtake both <laughs> it's a, a burger i made back in may i partnered with this group to do national burger month and i'm pretty sure it was the first one that i made which was um, this black garlic mushroom mix um, that I put on top of the burger and I used uh, Monterey Jack to melt it down. Um, and then I had a crema uh, as well. So, I mean, it's absolutely savory. That was the biggest goal. I just wanted a ridiculous fatty bite of umami. Um, and the, as far as the outtake goes, I don't know why I really never use the picture. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty awesome. I saw it this morning. That's why I was like, what is wrong with me? Because I do have a folder of, of outtake photos and sometimes I'll pull one out of there and, and realize that I'm kind of crazy for throwing it in. This was just one of those. I woke up this morning, didn't know what to post. And I saw that. I'm like, yep, that's kind of how I feel today. <laughs> no, absolutely. And you, you, I mean, uh, once people go to your page or if, if they haven't looked already, you have this detailed eye and you have a, a beautiful page that flows great. Um, and I can understand that I have a little bit of OCD, um, with my pictures as well, I, 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 I like to be a perfectionist. It's just one of those things I can't get out of my head. And I do have some, uh, posts in my, in my, in my, uh, my, my library that I've not put up just because I feel like it's subpar, but I'm probably being too hard on myself. Um, so I imagine you're the same way you have this high standard, uh, for your own good. And it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough bar once you set upon yourself, but I, I do think you have to be your biggest critic. Uh, so, but you're, you're doing awesome. Um, and to prove that, uh, it looks like last week, it doesn't look like you were invited to be on the Kelly live with Kelly and Ryan, uh, show, uh, last week aired last week. Uh, that's a big feat, man. How'd, how'd this come about? <laughs> well, I knew somebody that referred me to the show, um, way back in April and I put my name in the hat and. They contacted me within a couple hours, actually, um, and they basically said that they loved my content. They were all about it. They didn't know when they were going to schedule me, but they wanted me at the end of summer to kind of end it strong. Um, I was honored, of course, but I didn't hear anything for about two months. 
And I checked in and they said, oh, yeah, we're still doing it. We just don't know when yet. Stay tuned. And last Tuesday, um, I got a call in the afternoon about one o'clock. I had my hands full of hatch chilies because I was uh, peeling those. <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah, uh, this is the producer. We want you to film live on Thursday morning at about seven o'clock your time. And then we'll air it Friday. And I was like, all right, I guess the next 48 hours are, are crazy. And we just we just went with it. We put together a plan. I had, I don't know, five or six meetings with the producer and the director and other people to do all these tests. And, and we made it happen. So much work for like six or seven minutes of airtime. Absolutely. I, I can imagine. Um, most of us, most of the, the barbecue world in the Instagram world, we've we've done a live or we've done a story takeover but this is a whole new level like you talk like you said you're talking to uh production team directors and for a six minute uh shoot uh, there's so much preparation uh, i can imagine were you shocked when they reached out to you when they when they finally confirmed yeah mostly because i i thought with um regis passing away that really threw off a lot of their segments in the show and i just kind of figured that was the end of it because I knew that August was going to be the end of grilling. Um, and it was, uh, my segment was the last one that they decided to do. So, um, I, I guess it was just good timing. I is the last thing I was expecting when I got that phone call. That's for uh, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, how was the overall experience with that? It was really good. Um, I think the hardest part for me was technology because, I have my Wi-Fi router set up on the exact opposite side of the house, one floor down. So it was really scary for me. I was worried that my video was going to be choppy. You could tell when you were watching it, it is slightly. It's the best I can do. Um, and then I, pretty much everything that could have gone wrong went wrong right before, oh, um, it, which is totally just what happens. I, I couldn't get my Bluetooth earbuds and mic to pair up with my laptop. They disconnected three minutes before I was supposed to connect with the director to go live. Um, I was, I was panicking. Uh, my wife was panicking just as much. I mean, it was, it was crazy. If I had any nerves on the show, it wasn't for presenting. It was in fear that my technology was going to disconnect. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you rely on your experience as a barbecue or a cook and, and you fall back on, 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 on that stuff easily. That's the easy part. But like you said, the hard part is the technical part. Uh, and, and I mean, just when I'm cooking for a crowd, there's always that, <laughs> there's always that, that what if this doesn't turn out the way it should, you know, you get this big reputation as a, as a, as a barbecue guy or can throw down some good food and people want, you to live up to the expectation. So I, uh, and especially now, like, uh, I, I know you run in with the, uh, uh, the pit boss KC combo, uh, platinum. Mm -hmm. So obviously that it's Wi-Fi compatible and, and you have your headphones, Wi-Fi compatible and everything's Wi-Fi. And all you need is just one of those things not to work. And, and you're looking there like a fool, but, uh, uh overall, man, look great. Uh, you threw down some wings or, or drumsticks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wings. Um, it's, I guess you can call it my signature recipe because it keeps popping up in places. It's uh, their pollo asado rojo and uh, inspired by my favorite kind of tacos, Al Pastor. I, I modified uh, a traditional Al Pastor marinade to have some more flavors of the Yucatan um, and to try to mellow out some of the heat too. And it's just this, it's this magic sauce. I've used it on tons of things, but I absolutely love chicken wings. If you look at my content i just think that they're one of the best like blank palettes for flavor oh it's great it's and it's such a good barometer gauge any type of flavor and and they they really hold any flavor that you throw at them uh that's great and and to use a staple uh signature dish that it represents you that's awesome is this something you chose or are you kind of presented to the the team to 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 grill up so when they first contacted me back in April, um, she reached out to the producer and asked me to send her a couple examples of dishes that I'm very comfortable with that I could cook in a short time. So I sent her three and she picked the wings. And I, I wasn't surprised just because I do think it was easy to prep for TV, but it's also just a great photo um, and they're really fun. 
uh, I, I think you could probably do the same recipe, the same wings, and just and fancy it up uh, five days in a row. And with your skill level, you can make it look uh, appealing as every ever each day. So uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. Who who are you more impressed with, Ryan or Kelly? Well, Kelly was on vacation, um, so there was a guest speaker, even though I know it was uh, the Kelly and Ryan show. Um, uh, Elaine, she is the editor for Teen Vogue, and she was, uh, a, I think, a Project Runway judge as well. She was really friendly, though. Um, but, man, Ryan was bouncing around for the wings. I could tell that he was uh, hungry, and I know that they didn't do wings the whole summer for their barbecue segment, so I think he was just waiting for those to come out. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, definitely, definitely a, a new age. Um, I mean, for you, you were obviously a satellite guest, but I mean, all these talk shows are all satellite now, and it's it's uh, it's it's kind of crazy. I know you and I talked about uh, off air just uh, the way the way society is going on, and uh, I mean, here we are right now doing a satellite uh, interview. Um, so it, it's cool to think about how the how things have changed. Uh, obviously, take aside the the pandemic, if you will, but. Uh, just the the ability to communicate um, has kind of uh, really taken taken the limelight at these at this time. Yeah. Uh, would, would you be open to do something like this again? I, I'm sure. I mean, there's no bad thing as bad. Uh, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Um, and so I think to get yourself out there and, and do it is definitely an opportunity to, to take. Oh, but was this something that you would uh, absolutely do uh, again? Yeah. In fact, I already put in an order to upgrade my internet <laughs> just so I can, just in case. But um, no, it, it opened my eyes. It made me see some things that I never really thought about doing um, and maybe kind of think about things I don't want to do, such as like, um, you know, certain types of like food competition shows. It's, I love watching them, but I can't really say that's something I'm personally passionate about running in through a grocery store or, and, and hustling and bustling. I just don't think that's necessarily my brand. and the message I want to communicate, but here I get to educate people um, and, and make them think about new ways to approach food that might have been right in front of us the whole time. Absolutely. Um, and, and you do have, uh, you, you were, you were uh, hosting a, with barbecue islands. I mean, uh, is that right? You, you did do like a, a class, if you will. Uh, at Barbecue Island. So you're not new to this. You're used to being in front of people and, and uh, providing tips and, and tricks. So this was uh, a pretty neat thing for you to, to experience. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Uh, live national television on a, on a, a daytime show that, that it sees millions of viewers. It, that's awesome. Uh, have you, have you gotten yeah. any pretty, good, pretty good feedback from this? I did. Uh, I had their team actually tell me that they'd be willing to have me cook uh, with them again next summer. Um, they felt I was comfortable enough on TV, and that's kind of what they're looking for. And I got to tell you, I, it's probably all stemmed out of the IG lives that I was doing early in quarantine when I would interview other barbecuers, kind of like we're doing now, but mine was so much more informal. Um, it, it just putting myself out there and being incredibly nervous and, and growing through that with all of my friends and, um, you know, helping me build that confidence. So, I mean, I, I hope more comes, um, uh, I'm sure more will eventually one way or another, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience. Sure, man. Congratulations. It's such a, a awesome feat. And, and to see, uh, gosh, I think when I started following you, you might've had two or 3000 followers and you, you just knew you were a time bomb to explode with just talent and, and just, it was, it was going to be, uh, like fire. I, I think you had that competition, um, earlier this year really put you over the map. And now you're at what, 12,000 followers. And you're just, it's just, you're just a hot ticket on Instagram. And it's just, it's just awesome to see you grow. Yeah. Those competitions are fun. I, I placed in, in the top ranking in a few competitions on chef's role. And that gave me quite a bit of notoriety walking that fine line between barbecue and, and fine dining. Um, and that, that was a lot of fun, but it also pushes me creatively. That's the biggest reason I do it is because it forces me to learn new techniques and maybe some new flavor combos and just be a way to express myself as an artist. And I think valid to you is a, a statement of you 
is that um, for chef's role, you you you're an amateur. You're just a grill guy. You're you're not you know you have no culinary experience. Um, you're going to you're going up against chefs and professional barbecuers like it's that you're you're against some heavy hitters. So uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so I want to get into your food photography. Um, you you are a man of my own heart because we shoot with the same camera, Canon Rebel T6. When I found this out, I was super happy because you take some incredible shots. Um. I don't think people realize that food photography is its own beast. For me, it turned into a hobby within itself. Uh, for you, it's, it's just you've turned it into an art. Uh, and I'm such a big fan. You, you definitely found a style that suits you. And it's just appealing to, to a lot of people. Did you ever think the photography side of this would become a hobby within itself? I was hoping it would, but it, it took me a long time. So super confession, because obviously we're shooting on the same camera. but. I was shooting on the kit lens for about 18 months and I've got it right here. It's the um, 18 to 55 millimeter. So, you know, autofocus. And I was shooting on this 100% of the time until about June this year. And I just, I took a week off from my day job and I just needed some time to kind of reevaluate what I'm doing with chilies and smoke. And that was the time where I just decided, you know, I'm going to upgrade my lens. Um, I'm going to get a prime lens and I'm going to only shoot in manual from now on. Um, so that's what I did. I bought some better lighting. Um, I made some new backdrops um, just by scraps I found in the neighborhood. Um, and I j I've been shooting manual since. I won't go back. I, I think all of my photos, even my worst ones, are better than the stuff that I was doing before. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and and the Canon Rebel, if people want to know, it's it's a beginner camera. It's not some high powered, uh, big name, uh, camera. It's it's a mid level to entry level camera. And uh, myself, like I said, I shoot on this, and and you're shooting on it, and you are doing some top quality shots. Obviously, you have a few upgrades, but uh, it's still the camera tone itself. It, it's a, it's a reasonable camera. I I know White Law gave you shit. Uh, on their podcast because uh, um, he's a big Sony Alpha guy, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, him and yeah. Matt, they shoot on the Alphas. So uh, big, <laughs> big high dollar uh, camera. Uh, so, uh, but, Well, I, I think one thing to point out is, so I said that I upgraded my lens to a prime lens. It's really important just to talk about that. What that means is it's not an autofocus. So it's only one, um, it's one aperture. So it's not, it's not changing. And that's really important for me because I like to have things in and out of focus because my style, I ended up um, creating, I know this sounds funny, I ended up creating it out of laziness. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that. But this lens that I have, the Canon 50 millimeter, it's the nifty 50 lens. It's like 135 bucks. It's not even, it's probably one of the most cheap uh, lenses you can buy outside of the kit. Um, but it's a great starting point for getting used to shooting in manual and having flexibility with both video and still photography. Absolutely. And you show diversity in your shot. And it's, it's something I appreciate too, because I like to show uh, either a plating or uh, a grill shot or action shot. And you show all sides of that spectrum and you just get after it. Um, I do have a few props. Uh, like I said, sometimes I like to throw in, in, in my, in my, in my stream or my content, I like to throw in, uh, something I would consider like a, a plating dish uh, with with a, a black prop uh, drop. And and mine's just a post-it board. Um, I, I know some of the big names, uh, they give you behind this the, the scenes shot and, and they got whole rooms dedicated to to food photography. Obviously, they're paid professionals, but um, there's tips and tricks that, that, like you said, just scrummaging around, finding some things around the neighborhood to to make work, some, some old weathered wood. It, it definitely adds a little... Uh, personality to your shots and, and you uh, anyone as a hobbyist or just uh that loves attention to detail detail they can go on your page and just kind of geek out so it, it's cool i mean i i'm i, I kind of feel like i'm like i'm on the coattails of your style where like i think we kind of i kind of fell into your style from a point of uh, a, a point where that's the kind of style I like the different angles, the up close or uh, the, the further back. So it was really fun to, to come across your page and be like, man, you know what? There was a quick connection with with uh, your style. 
I, I see that in your style too. Um, and thankfully there's plenty of people out there that have almost a similar style because it inspires me to see what other people are doing. Um, and you know, that, that brings up what I was going to say earlier about kind of how I created this. I, I started off and you see people doing like Dennis Prescott, you know, he, has these super staged plates with napkins and forks and glasses and just like, I, I mean this in all due respect, but unnecessary ingredients and toppings on the plate, you know, to try to tell a story and, and bring it together. Um, I tried that for a short period and I hate it. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't have the equipment. I don't have all those props. I didn't want to spend the money doing it. And I just don't have a passion for that. I, I don't want it to look like it's supposed to be in, you know, a Martha Stewart or Rachel Ray magazine. I think I have a lot of respect for the food that is in there because I know how much talent it, it takes and patience to, to make that. But that's just not who I am. So I wanted to focus on the details of the food and letting the light paint the food because that's the biggest key. I think barbecue is so hard to photograph because you have so many browns and reds and oranges that you need to figure out how can the light tell a story with this dry meat or wet meat or sauce or whatever it is um, and, and be able to pull out those specularities and shines to make the food just look, you know, immaculate. And, and that's, that's where I decided to put all my focus in is on on the textures and in the lighting. And I feel that that's kind of been my style since. Absolutely. And, and, and like you said, there is going to be some lighting. There's going to be some trickery. Uh, but at the end of the day, you definitely want to show respect to the meat that you cooked. And you want to show uh, the color or, or if there's a certain rub you use that, that has a certain hue or tone to it, you definitely want to showcase that. Or uh, even like you said, you get into sauces and typically a sauce is a, a darker color on a dark meat. You know, sometimes those don't really contrast that well, uh, but the ability to, to make those shine, it's absolutely a talent. Um, like you said, big, big respect and props to the big names who, who show it, showcase food in a certain way. But like you said, it's not your style and, and you, you tried it. And at the end of the day, it's your page, it's your content, it's got to represent who you are. And it does a great job. Your page is phenomenal. You can eat every, yours is like a menu of, of, of winners. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, definitely give us, uh, the listeners, uh, I definitely do tips, uh, uh, three of them. So, uh, on your photography, if that makes sense. Sure. Just three, three tips on photography. I would yeah. say. The biggest thing is lighting. Just make sure that you have enough light. And with that, if you can do daylight, it's going to be the absolute best. You know, with that, how I started out until just a couple months ago is I just opened my garage door and then I put the table inside my garage so that I had diffused light coming from one side. And I used a poster board just like you. And I did that for 18 months. And that's how probably 80 to 90% of my photos were shot. And it was just all trickery with light bouncing. Arizona, um, Arizona sun coming in handy. Finally, That's right. Absolutely. You just have to figure out a way to manipulate it. I, I know not everybody has that ability. Um, and if you don't, there's LED light panels that are really cheap. Um, you can even get the clip on LED lights that clip on a desk for like architecture drawings. And you can use those if they're 20, 30 bucks. And, you know, that's a great way to add some artificial light um, and you can change temperatures. But hands down, know your lighting, figure out what you want to do and make that food shine. Um, you know, what's funny, Brad, is if you go on my page, you can see the the winter months and i mean that but you can see the artificial lighting i do have the artificial lights too and then you see the summertime it's more daylight photos so it's it's pretty funny just because five o'clock winter time is dark you know so uh, anyways <laughs> all right go ahead i t i totally get that i i think that i i was getting into really the second tip which is especially if you're shooting barbecue or meat make sure that it looks moist um yeah, I think that's a big key. So some of the ways that I do that uh, without 
completely jeopardizing the food I'm going to eat. I do not have a spray bottle. I do not spray water or anything. Um, what I'll generally do is uh, if I'm going to wrap up the meat and I know that I need to shoot it in like 10 minutes or something, I wrap it up in foil tight. Maybe I'll put like a little piece of butter or something in there uh, because I know it's going to taste good later. I try not to compromise what I'm going to eat. And, you know, when I pull it out, I'm ready to shoot very fast. Um, usually my photo shoots are much less than 10 minutes because what happens is, is while the food is cooking, I'm out there because I shoot in my garage. I set up a plate. I get my camera set up so I know where the tripod is at. I get the lighting set up. I'll open the garage, kind of set everything. I'll test shoot a banana or a roll or an avocado, whatever it is, just to make sure that it's kind of in focus. And, the and lighting, I already you get lighting too. Yeah. And, and I already know how I'm going to start. And then what I do is I try to take 10 to 15 photos of all different angles when I get in there, um, high, low, uh, overhead, uh, super close. And, you know, sometimes I'll use two of them, but it doesn't matter. The fact is, is that I'm, I'm taking all those different things. Maybe I can use them for different content later, kind of like today with my burger that I posted. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm prepared. And that, that means that the food looks fresher and it just takes less time. I photography is the one thing it does not stress me out. Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 turning. I mean, for me, and I can tell for you too. It's it's probably just turning into one of those hobbies where it's it's part of the the process and it's it's fun and it's it's a challenge within itself. Uh, do you are you do you find yourself? Uh, I'll let you get to that. Get to your last tip. Uh, these are awesome and, and uh, definitely um, these are worth people writing down and definitely taking note of. Um, do you find yourself prepping the plating in your head before, or you just, I tend to just wing it sometimes and, and, uh, depending on the lighting, but, uh, what's your game plan? Are, are you prepping this the, the day of, because you showcase, uh, a lot of, uh, detail and I know it's, it's whether it's a sauce or a side, like your, it, your protein and your side or sauce is just as important. And it's, it's something you definitely should show, should showcase. Uh, are you prepping this uh, as as you go on, or is this something you you've definitely thought out? It, it depends on the dish. If it's a contest dish, I've sketched it out and I know exactly how I'm going to plate it, and I might have even practiced it. Um, but if it's a burger or a sandwich, I have rules of how I want to shoot them because I know what works for me and my style, the best angles and the best lighting. So I try to play with that within some constraints. Um, but for most everything else, um, it just kind of comes naturally. I I've studied food plating and fine dining a lot, and I have a lot, hundreds and hundreds of examples that I just kind of keep in a folder that I'll go to for inspiration. I mean, I've got 60 cookbooks on my bookshelf. So if I have seen something somewhere, it kind of stands out. Maybe I'll write it down or draw it. But no, I mean, generally, I, I don't. I don't pre-plan most of it. Um, sometimes the as I'm throwing it down, it just speaks. I, I think the biggest key is I want the photo to tell a story. Um, you know, like the burger today, I wanted it just to be a, a greasy, um, you know, bite that everybody just wants to crave. I wasn't trying to showcase the whole burger. I just wanted it to be something where you see it and you're like, I just want to bite that. I didn't have anything insightful to share today, um, <laughs> but, no, sometimes, but sometimes and this leads into my third tip is I like to tell a story with the food and this way that I'm doing that more and more is um, by adding subtle props and using foreshadowing. So um, what I, what that means is, is I'll get my camera set up. It's let's say it's focused on the burger and the burger has um you know, some pickles on it. Maybe what I'll do is I'll put some pickles on the cutting board or surface really close to the camera, but the camera's focused on the burger, but you can see that they're pickles. So they're out of focus way up close. And then maybe you can see a glass of beer behind and it's also out of focus. And if you were to see it in person, they're probably each like a foot apart. But the photo 
puts it together and tells a story. It hones in on the main subject, but then there's other elements to kind of do the little staging that I said I hated in the beginning. Um, but this is kind of my compromise because I do think that there are times where the ingredients get lost in the dish. Um, and you really want to make sure that that ends up being the main focus of your story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and those pictures speak, uh, speak words to me. It, it, it tells a story and, and you see where you're coming from, uh, especially with you. Uh, we'll get into it. The next section, uh, segment is your recipes, uh, are, are just insane in, in a good way. Um, so that, that's awesome. Uh, great tips. It's coming from a guy who, who, like I said, you've you've put you've rolled your sleeves up, you've read the books, you've dabbled, everything you've done. I'm assuming you pretty much just taught yourself, and it's just been uh been you grinding at the pavement, correct? Yeah, pretty much. It's just a lot of research and and a lot of experiments. Um, so it, it, it a lot of a lot of YouTube. <laughs> uh, yeah, YouTube's great. Uh, what's become more of a hobby, the cooking or the or the the photography part? It's funny that I get asked that a lot. Um, I would say recently, you know, I don't, I, I, I would still say the cooking. I, I think it's always coming back to that. But recently I've been getting that question a lot and it's probably because I stepped up the photography, um, shooting in manual and, and doing the other things I mentioned before. Um, but I don't find myself taking photos outside of the food realm. Um, I, I don't really crave that. I love telling the stories, but in the end, it's always about the food. And I have hundreds of recipes that I've never made or that you might never see that I have made um, written down in multiple books. And I'm constantly just recipe dumping. So, you know, and I'm doing that outside of the norm. I still think that cooking and coming up with those combinations is my hobby. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I applaud you for the create. I mean, we could just have a creativity on your photography uh, podcast, uh, just an interview. But you also you take that creativity, creativity, which makes you so unique. And we'll get into the next segment is your barbecue and your food and your recipes. Uh, I feel like you set the bar high for other food enthusiasts like myself or our bar backyard barbecuers. Uh, but you also have this creativity and detail that allows any person that wants to get into this industry or into this hobby that is just appealing and, and people cannot not want to follow you or be a fan of you. Um, has this always been your goal or is this just, just is this just a symbol of who you are and, and your style? It's really my style. Um, I have a design background and I've always been a perfectionist. Um, so I, I think for me, um, as a personal achiever, I'm not very competitive with others. I just am competitive with myself. And because of that, I just, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it extremely well. And it doesn't mean I have to be the best out of everybody. I just want to be the best that I can. Um, and I, it's definitely not something that I sought after. Um, cooking was, I just wanted to be really, really good at barbecue and uh, those that have followed me for a while know I, I got really bored with standard barbecue, which is what spurred this. But my wife is what really encouraged me to put it out there on Instagram and um, meeting people and all of a sudden getting tapped on the shoulder by a few different brands uh, asking me to represent them. That's where I was being told by people that this actually is something and, and can be something bigger. Um, and I'm. I'm lucky that that's the way it happened because I, I feel like if it hadn't happened that way, I wouldn't have had my feelings hurt. It was really a natural progression. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and a person like you, you're just, you accept that challenge from yourself from within and you're like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to express myself um, uh, through my food and through, through your page. And you can tell you're very detailed and uh, you take your time and, and you, you, every detail counts. And uh, it, it's awesome. You, you could see it. It just, it just, uh, soaks out of your pictures. It's great. Um, if you had to categorize yourself, uh, what would it be? Are you a chef? I mean, oh, I can't say chef, but are you a backyard barbecue enthusiast? Are you a, a influencer? Are you a cook? Uh, where do you categorize yourself? I definitely say that I'm like a home chef. Um, because if you were to take away my grills and smokers, I would still be making just as much stuff and I'd still be just as creative. It's just that my 
grilling and smoking is definitely the medium that I use to express myself and make the food because I think it tastes great. Um, but I can cook in the kitchen um, with with just as much ease. I, I have no problem with that. And I like combining the two. Um, so I think for me, it's definitely a home chef. Where do you find your, your heart is at? Is it, could you find yourself in the kitchen? If I had to take, if I took away one of those that saying that you can't cook in the kitchen or you can only cook outside, which one are you, are you holding on to? Outside. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it all started with barbecue and I feel that you can adapt a lot of the stuff that you can do in the kitchen on the grills, even if it means boiling water, you know, over live coals um you can do it Uh, so it makes some some of the things that you do are harder but i think i just really enjoy the flavors and the ritualistic process of it and you do and and you've like you said you mastered and you paid you paid respect to the traditional barbecue but like you said once you plateau you can only put so many uh pork pork shoulders on on your content and (laughs) and it's time to, to start branching out and then you show this creative side uh, of recipe development and just pushing the envelope, but still, uh, you know, not, not going crazy and not, not doing a 10 stacked burger patty. That's just going to be torn apart to eat. You know, you know, you still, you still have a, a sense of reality and, and, and definitely, uh, uh, showcase creativity. But as, as, as far as, uh, the recipes goes, it's top notch. What are some of your signature uh, dishes, uh, that you, like you said, you top your top three. Uh, you mentioned the wings uh, that you cooked on uh, uh, TV last week, but uh, what else? What other dishes do you have? Yeah, those those wings are a big hit. Um, boy, that's a tough one. I would probably say my birria, which is um, I'm sure you know is is basically like a slow stewed beef in a in like a beef and chili consomme. Um, I've only posted it on Instagram a couple times, uh, but I, and that's mostly just because I'm really trying to hone in my own recipe of it, but it is the biggest hit with friends and family. Um, we love that so much. And um, man, I would say probably my other claim to fame, which uh, is really more personal is jerky because I, wow. I really, it's not, it's not, jerky like what you'd probably think of it's the mex or it's not even mexican style it's it's arizona style it's born out of tucson it's it's uh, carne seca where they season and dry the meat out in the sun in the middle of the summer i've taken that and adapted it for the smoker i i finally got my hands on some authentic recipes and experimented with those and and now i got the ratios down and the timing down that i can adapt it for any other flavor and still use the same process and my family and, and my coworkers and friends, I mean, we love that. So, um, I, I do post about it and it probably doesn't get the same attention as some of the other things, but I'll tell you what, from a personal side, when you can taste it, it I definitely think that's up there. Dude, I think that's awesome. And, and that creativity level is just, it's, it's insane. Um, if you didn't put, that you were from Arizona or Phoenix, the North Phoenix area in your Instagram, just based upon your posts, you could tell that there was some type of influence of your, uh, I want to say culture, just where you're from, your location. Um, so you definitely incorporate so much good stuff. Is this, is it safe to say that this is kind of your style just to kind of uh, maybe clash two different styles, whether it's a traditional and then a Southwest style or uh or just have a new contemporary take on some traditional dishes. Is this something you like to do? Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of answers for that. Uh, definitely at the end of the day, um, whatever you would call modern barbecue is really what I try to focus on, which is taking whatever we know as grilling and barbecue and trying to introduce familiar flavors or brand new flavors in a way that people would recognize it. And, Granted, I do a lot of Southwest cooking. I mean, I have the ingredients here. Um, we have the produce and everything. So, um, you know, I, I do have more of a lean towards that. But I love flavors from India, Eastern Asia, Europe. Um, and I, I definitely don't limit myself to Southwest. Um, and I love combining those flavors with items from the Southwest or just barbecue in general, too. I'm just really intrigued by 
uh, flavor combinations and in ways to to bring those out. And that really just comes from um, kind of the origins of my story of, of trying to figure out how to cook with one ingredient as many times as possible so that I had a full understanding of it before I'd move on to the next one. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's absolutely. really what I do with spices. No, absolutely. And um, eight years ago, if we would have had this conversation, I wasn't a big fan of a spicy food. But you find a way to bring that that flavor out and just uh, bring it to life. And you, you realize that there's a flavor that you want out of it. And you can kind of harness that spice and, and tone it down. So that, that's awesome. And uh, the Southwest style, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, you, your recipes, man, if you're not following chilies and smoke if you're not following brad get over there uh follow him you're gonna he's gonna blow your mind um if i was going to head over to your house tonight uh what, what would be on the menu or tomorrow night uh what would be on the menu what would you want to cook for me i would probably do some cedar wrapped halibut i just got some halibut out of the um freezer yesterday so that's in the fridge vacuum sealed right now um i've got some really fresh tomatoes i got from the market i've got pretty much the end of the season corn. Um, and I've got some hatch chilies. So what I'm planning on making tomorrow, because I'm not doing that tonight. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, soak some cedar wraps um, and I'll put the, the halibut on there directly on the grill for about 10 minutes or so. Um, and then I'm going to make a vinaigrette with the hatch chilies. And I'm going to actually kind of make like a grilled salad. So I'll grill the corn, uh, grilled char up the tomatoes, um, do the vinaigrette. I'll probably maybe throw in some avocado or something like that and then dress it all with uh, the hatch chili vinaigrette. And, and I think it's going to be a really fresh dish. What are we drinking? I don't have any beer right now, so it's probably going to be Wild Turkey 101. <laughs> That's my go-to. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And 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 like like yourself, you are like like me. You you do show a few uh, another side, and you do showcase some uh, some margaritas and and some some good some good winners. Uh, I, I I mean, you and I kind of talked about this, uh, but you have this this uh, awesome uh, recipes for for drinks too. So it's it's not just food that you're dabbling in either. I have one coming up in a couple of weeks I'm really excited about. So it's it's really fun. I I got to be honest, I never thought that I would bother trying to make alcoholic drinks, but everybody tells me cuz people know that I want to eventually, you know, write and publish a cookbook. Um everybody's telling me you got to have drinks in your book, so you might as well start practicing now. Oh, absolutely. And just my uh my drinks, I I think I've done like two or three. They get their their favorites people love them they go berserk them and I, I get tagged in them in them all the time and uh they're fun and what's not better to be grilling and, and having a drink uh and i think if you pair it the right way it just really gets the palate ready for the food for the protein for the side so it's it's a win-win um uh tell me a little bit about oh go ahead sorry i was gonna say i i 100 agree especially now that uh the last one I, I made was that grilled orange margarita and I used um, pack and heat from reload rub on the rim yeah. mixed with salt. Um, uh, not my idea for the rim seasoning, just so you know, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> that one, that one but, did look um, good. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I totally converted my wife when I exposed her to it. Um, we, we had that all summer. Uh, I mean, it was just so cool. I was like, I never thought I could put barbecue rub and margarita salt on the rim of a margarita and make it completely different. So little things like that. If you haven't tried that yourself, you know, bust out some barbecue rub and and give it a shot out there. Absolutely. And and, and um, I obviously I'm affiliated with uh, Reload Rub. Uh, I know you're a fan of Reload Rub, but um, just the way that that pack and heat that has the, the high heat index. But with the, way, with the way it breaks down with the margarita or uh, that, with that salt, it's just, man, it's just ooh, a match made in heaven. So good. And yeah. well, now, I might be mistaken, but wasn't that you that first showcased mixing the salt and the, and the heat? I will take credit for that. I did, yes. Uh, I, did I was going to say. I did do a That wasn't Jeremy. Too. No, that was me. <laughs> he can't tell you otherwise. White Law, don't try to take that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was fun. That, but that just comes from the California vibe or the, over here, you know, in this West coast, we're, we're all about margaritas and mixed drinks, you know, 
uh they're all tennessee they're all about their whiskey uh i so. know um, well, my wife, my wife thanks you. So, <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, no problem. Um, I actually kind of, I have two blends. I do a pack and heat and margarita salt, and I have a pack and heat margarita salt and tahini. Um, so yeah, and I'm I'm working with that, and I do a chamoy on. Uh, if you rim your 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 beverage your beverage in chamoy with that mix, it is next level. Oh. We'll yeah. have to try that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. And, and the way the the chumoy oozes off the rim, it, it's a good shot. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Shot. Uh, Phoenix, tell me a little about uh, wh- what's a good restaurant. Uh, what are any recommend- recommendation of a restaurant uh, or in the greater Phoenix area? What, what are some of your favorite spots you like to go to? I like some hole in the wall places, and I like some kind of I guess you could call local chains, and then I like some fancy places. So. Um, a local chain that I like is called Sombros, and they only have like five or six of them in the city, but everything is so fresh. And I just, I, it's, it's exactly what you expect. It's, you know, burritos and enchiladas and flautas and all that stuff, but everything's just so fresh. And if you, for some reason, want the greasy version of that, we've got all these Filibertos and Ramiro's and whatever chain that rhymes out here. And they all serve pretty much the exact same menu. It's absolutely the hangover version of some burros. Um, so you, you could do that. Um, my favorite uh, tortillas in town are Sonoran style tortillas from a place. There's only two locations. They're called the uh, Carolinas and they're the ladies are in there super early making fresh tortillas every day they're oh, like gosh. 16 to 18 inch flour tortillas you can buy a dozen for like six bucks um which i do i will go there for a burrito and a dozen tortillas and they are the softest like pillowiest thinnest tortillas ever i just want to put my face in one and take a nap it's like the best <laughs> experience ever <laughs> Man, that is, sounds really good. Oh, I, I can just picture it with a little butter and salt. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the good stuff. Uh, any other restaurants? Any other any signature restaurants in Phoenix area? Yeah. As far as a high-end one, um, there's one place I like to go. And, and if you've watched my food, you know I don't cook a lot of Italian food. I, I can definitely cook my own pasta, but we like to go out to places where I don't really cook that type of food. And there's a place called Mora Italian. It's actually owned by that uh, celebrity chef, uh, Scott Conant. He's like one of the judges on Chef or Chopped, I mean. Yeah. Um, but man, the the Italian food there is so good. And they have a really affordable tasting menu for like 55 bucks. And it's so much food, you can easily split it with your, your second half if, if you want. Um, and it's just course after course after course, all these just amazing dishes. Um, really, really like going there. It, it just because it totally takes me out of my element and, and makes me think about other things. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, are you plating takeout food when you bring it home? Are you are you are you that much of a, a, a obsessed detail nut? Are you plating this food? Or are you just are you or do you just kind of go off off edge and just relax? <laughs> No, I'm a, a lot of times takeout food. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's usually just consumed super fast. I don't even bother. I mean, it's out of the container. The Perfect. only time, the only time I'll plate anything out of the fridge is if I've got leftovers and I'm maybe thinking about a, another dish, <laughs> but no, always, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> oh, he's planning the next move right on. Um, all right. I want to get into a couple of your, uh, your, your sponsors. I, I know uh, you're working with Pit Boss. You got the big KC combo with a four in one. This thing is a beast, man. Tell me a little bit about, about this. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. And I have to admit, I didn't really see myself owning a, a propane grill for a while. Um, I used to have one and I kind of retired it when I got the smoker. But um, I like it because it does heat up the griddle really fast. I think that's really cool. When you want to just char some veggies really quick, like peppers, you know, to blister the skins and stuff, I think that that's really convenient. Um, obviously, the smoking side is really nice. Um, having the Wi-Fi, I think the, the feature that stands out for me that's maybe a little different from other smokers is it's got the sear plate. So you can pull a little lever, 
and it opens up the firebox so you can actually sear on the smoker, which is just so nice. So I don't have to light up a, a charcoal grill for five minutes of searing. Um, so little things like that that I really like. So it, it, it's been a lot of fun so far. That's right. And that, that's that, that's a cool feature. Uh, I know Camshaft is doing that. Um, mm-hmm. That open sear box style where you can uh, just, like you said, you want that direct flame for reverse sear or, or just to, for sear. Um, you don't have to fire mm-hmm. up another grill. Uh, I did see that 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 uh, combo platinum, it does have like a, 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 a adapter for a smoker that kind of goes on the top. Is am I, am I right about that? It does. I don't have it, but I think that's more for like, if you want to do like vertical smoking, um, yes. that kind of a style, that's one thing that pit boss uh, does have a lot of um, skin in the game with is kind of the vertical smokers. Um, I haven't tried that yet, but it, it does make me curious, especially for things like jerky. I think that would be kind of interesting to do. So, and obviously me being a jerky fan, it's probably something I'll explore. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you can spend a, a weekend doing some jerky or, or, and, and you're doing a grill. Um, what else are you cooking on? I, I think you got a PK, right? Or, uh, what else you got in that, in that arsenal? I wish I had a PK. And if you're listening, <laughs> please reach out to me. <laughs> Some high heat um, win- winners on that. People who won championships. I, lo- I love that grill. It, it is phenomenal. Um, I have cooked on plenty. I don't have one yet. I do have um, a pit barrel and it's so much fun. It's so easy. It's a completely different style. It's like this hybrid in between grilling and smoking. Um, it's almost like oven roasting, but with smoke flavor. It's it's a lot of fun, um, and I I have not fully tapped into all the potential. I have a whole giant list of things I want to uh, throw inside that barrel on the rebar, and I still need to do it all. <laughs> what are some of your must cooks on the pit barrel? Are you want ribs for sure and wings for sure on the pit barrel? Ribs and um, chicken. So I'll like take a chicken and and cut it in half basically and throw them in there. And that's mostly just because it's meal prep for the family. Um, The things I'm going to start getting into more are uh, cured meats like pastrami um, and pork belly and bacon. Uh, That's all on my to-do list. And I think I'm going to get some of the best flavor out of my cookers from the, the pit barrel on that one. Right on. Well said. And uh, that's, that's great. You're showing the diversity and, and, uh, different there's hey some stuff tastes better on on uh on on different cooking methods it's just the way it is um i i use my weber kettle 90 percent of the time it just it's just a winner for me um mm-hmm. you are uh working with one of the og steak companies the the, the door the door uh delivery door steak companies omaha steaks uh, i think this is cool uh they got a few ambassadors out there uh and you showcase their goods really good uh how's it working with omaha steaks it's so fun. And, and I'm not saying that because I really enjoy the meat. I mean, the team is really fun. Um, and, you know, the the company themselves, they're so friendly and engaging and helpful and give great ideas. Um, and it's run by somebody that's really good at social marketing. So, you know, they're, they're always challenging me to do more. I can tell you if it wasn't for um, you know, Omaha's team, I wouldn't have even bothered starting to do video. They're the ones that really encouraged me to, to try that. So um, I just feel like it's it's a really great relationship from both sides because there's no question to get a, a surprise basket of food every month and sometimes knowing and sometimes not knowing what's in there is like one of the most exciting things in the world. Um and there's no question that they also took a huge risk with me because when they found me was about the same time you found me. I, I only had maybe 2,500 followers at the time. Um, I guess you can say I was kind of just the the risk on the team because you've got huge accounts like um, Dan Phelps at Learning to Smoke and uh, Melissa Riome at uh, Grill Mama and, and many, many others. And it's just so much talent. So I felt like I was this odd man out, but with everybody's support, each one of those individuals on the team, you know, Noah Cheeks on there too. And and Matt Eads, you know, they've, we've all become friends. We've all helped each other in different ways. And like, I, 
I think I've become such a better person on Instagram and and just creating media because of the collaboration of everybody. So it's it's been a great experience for me. That's great. That's a solid team. Noah, uh, Melissa, girl, girl mama, she's awesome. Um, and like you said, I like uh, my meat provider, uh, Greensberry. I say, hey, surprise me. And I think that's that's kind of cool. Like, okay, what am I going to get? Uh, give me something that that's not selling. You know, I, I want to try something that that's different. Um, but definitely give me some stuff uh, that I'm asking for because I, I really want to knock something out of the park. Uh, <laughs> but that's great. I mean, Omaha Steaks is it's. Uh, I, I think my dad bought me uh, uh, two shipments of Omaha Steaks back in the day, uh, and I think they were, they've been around for a, a time. That's uh, that's been around for a while, and now you see a lot of. Uh, uh, order online, uh, meat delivery places. And these were one of the OGs I can think of, uh, Schwann's might've been another one that was kind of, uh, the door to door sales. So, uh, a uh, big shout out Omaha steaks. You're doing good. Uh, you got a great team, uh, representing you. And, uh, Brad is, is, is definitely a, a trailblazer. Um, another company you work with is GCI outdoors. Uh, I seen you got a table with them, uh, showcased it on your, uh, your cook, uh, live last week. Yeah. Yeah. They're such a fun company. Um, it's a newer relationship. A few months ago, they reached out to me and they wanted to kind of expand their brand to the grilling segment. So there's a, another one of my friends, Owen, um, at his uh, accounts, uh, a wee bit quirky barbecue. Um, he and I joined the team at the same time and they just said, hey, you know, what are some products that uh, on our list that might be helpful for you and your barbecue? And I mean, for, for one, I got two different kinds of prep tables and that is a game changer because I, I've got two little kids that play in the backyard. Now I can fold up all my equipment, um, and take it with me when I go to the park and stuff. But I mean, man, they're, they're actually really amazing tools too. I was pretty, pretty impressed. Um, I've known them for their camp chairs, which is another object that I got because I need to sit somewhere where I'm barbecuing (laughs) so it's 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 been it's been a lot of fun we recently did a giveaway uh just had amazing feedback the most engagement i've ever had in a giveaway was with them um and we we just it was a lot of fun so they're really cool partner and i'm excited to see kind of where they take their products down the road too that's cool and as a backyard barbecuer you cannot have enough flat spaces uh, flat surfaces in your backyard and like said, the, the convenience to fold up and, and, uh, and have that option to just kind of whip out whenever you need it. Uh, bad term I use right there, but, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, GCI outdoors, uh, looks like some great stuff. They found like when, once again, they found a great partner in, in yourself. Uh, last one you work with wild wildwood grilling. Um, I used a different brand of uh cedar wrap but i just was recently introduced to these i think they were awesome uh, i know that wildwood does do uh cedar plank i choose no other way top notch salmon any type of fish comes great on cedar uh tell me a little about a little bit about wildwood grilling man they were the first ones to reach out to me and uh you know i i have a soft spot spot in my heart for them too um and they such a fun company um yeah, just unlimited amounts of freedom and creativity to create what I want. And they want to see just the weirdest stuff. And it's been great. I've had great reception with them. Um, and I'm just learning so many new things that you can do with wood. And I'm trying to push the boundaries with some other products too. A couple months ago, I decided to um, cedar plank some shrimp. Um, and what I did is I actually just threw the plank right on the coals, expecting it to burn. And it did burn. I mean, obviously it was soaked in water, so it didn't burn right away. But um, what it did is it added so much smoke that you would normally get from, you know, slow cooking meat directly onto the shrimp in such a short amount of time. And I was still able to pick up the plank before it completely disintegrated. And and, uh, it really opened my eyes to the idea that there's potentially another style of cooking out there of, of combining some of these tools. Um, so I've been working on that more and trying to figure that out, but you know, they came out with, uh, a couple rubs too. Um, I fell in love with one in particular that's turmeric and rosemary. Um, it's called hippie gold It is so good. And, and naturally you'd think it's the best thing ever on roasted chicken, 
but I'm telling you, it is unbelievable on steak. I was shocked when I wow. put it on a tomahawk steak. Um, it is it is to die for. It's so good. And, and it's so flexible with the flavors, too. It's not too harsh on turmeric, and it doesn't taste um, bitter with... Uh, with those flavors either it's it's just a really good balance so I, I like working with them they've got a lot of cool products and uh pretty soon um i know that they're going to be having different types of woods for their wraps so, uh beyond just cedar and i'm really excited about that um i oh, can't wait to get my hands on like some cherry wraps you know oh yeah uh, those wraps like i said i just i just found them out uh with another company but those are so cool and like i said you can't help but think about like okay how can i incorporate this mm-hmm. uh very cool very very unique flavor and uh asparagus in a cedar wrap is pretty pretty next level all right oh, brad yeah. I, got, I got two more questions for you and then i'm gonna let you go uh where do you see chilies and smoke in, in the next year Man, that's such a hard question because even a year ago, I never would have said that I'd be uh, cooking on national TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I definitely see myself starting or making some progress on my cookbook. I've been working hard to come up with my story and what I want to tell in the first book. Um, and I say first because I've got too many ideas, so I just assume there will eventually be more if the first is it goes well. But I, I definitely think that's going to be um, kind of the first stepping stone. I already know I'm going to be filming more, um, whether it's pre-recorded or live. Um, so I can't say too much about that yet, but I do know that I'm going to be doing more of that next year. Um, probably a little bit of traveling involved. Um, and I'm in extremely early stages of actually making my own seasonings. And there I use go. that word very strongly because I don't want people to walk out thinking Brad's making barbecue rubs because they are not barbecue rubs. They will be seasonings and advertised as that. And I'm excited to talk about what that really means uh, down the road when I get a little bit more traction. Absolutely. Can't wait for those. Uh, last question, my personal favorite question to ask might be the toughest. We'll see here. It's your last meal, Brad. What are you eating? Oh man. Every time somebody asks me this, it's so different. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) going to have to go. I'm just going to have to go with what speaks with me right now, which is, um, really, uh, slow cooked, super creamy polenta with braised short ribs and like crispy shallots on top. Um, I just want my stomach to feel like it's in pain and that I want to take a nap <laughs> and uh, and a big glass of red wine because it's got to go with it. I mean, I know I like bourbon, but I just think that that's like one of the most ultimate comfort dishes for me, if I could think of anything. Well said. Um, that, that sounds like a gut buster for sure and a nap needed at the end. Uh, Brett, Brad, you are officially off the grill. I want to appreciate. I want to. I want to say thank you for taking the time and doing this. Uh, you are a creative mind. I want to keep encourage. I want to encourage you to keep pushing the envelope for guys like myself. For anyone else who's uh, not following you, follow Brad. Uh, Brad, let everyone know where they can find you at, and uh, any other uh, last thoughts you have. No, I I really appreciate getting to know you and of course your your other friends through the reload team and I just am really thankful that I was incorporated into kind of the barbecue community so quickly. Um you know, uh you guys can find me um on Instagram at chilies and smoke it's c h i l e s um and chiliesandsmoke.com is my website where I do share uh, most of the recipes too, so um, just be on the lookout. I'm going to start some newsletters with some unique recipes. I won't be posting on the website. So if you're curious, you can go on there and subscribe. But other than that, Paul, I'm honored to be part of your show. Um, and I, I look forward to continuing our friendship too. Absolutely. Brad, uh, sky's the limit for you. Uh, be sure to send me your autograph before things get out of control. Uh, and, and just keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by reloadrub.com. Uh, you already know much about them. Get out, get out there. Use promo code CODA10. Uh, this podcast is also brought to you by Ancient. 
That's A-N-X-Y-N-T.com, where you can get quality leather moccasins for hunting, hiking, exploring, and enjoying. Uh, I like to add a little bit of grilling. Uh, head on over there. Use promo code PODDYMOUTH, P-O-D-D-Y, to save yourself some change on shipping. Brad, once again, thank you. Uh, keep it going. You do you, buddy. Everyone else, we'll talk to you guys later. Peace.